This is UAE Football 360, Day 2 of our 2023 Position Group Preview. Matt Nelson, the All-American, Kelly Howe, I'm your host Shannon Schweiger. You know, a couple days ago, guys, we talked about quarterback, and one of the most important issues that came up was senior offensive line, veteran offensive line to protect that quarterback group. Matt Nelson, I'm going to go to you first on this. I'm probably going to take a pay cut because I didn't go to our fearless leader, Kelly, first on this. But I'm going to ask you, what is your overall impression? And then jump into some of the individuals that get you excited about this offensive line group. Well, this is the first time in a long time that we actually have a veteran offensive front that we feel comfortable going into battle with. And uh, it's exciting because everything... Mm -hmm. You know, it's a it's a cliche, but everything starts in the trenches, right? So it gives you quarterback protection, sets up your run game, sets up your passing game. And I am really excited about this group because one individual decided to come back for a super 17th year here at UND, there we go. super senior uh, because of COVID is Donnie Ventrelli. He's getting a couple of pro looks. Uh it's exciting to have a guy like him. You know, you look back at all the really great teams UND's had, and there's always one guy that 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 everybody kind of anchors around uh, that kind of leads the pack. And, and this year, that's going to be Donnie. And uh, we talked to him last year before the season. Uh, great, great kid, great leader. Uh, I'm really excited about what him and the rest of the, the offensive front is going to do this year. Yeah, hey, I love what I see from this group, we talked about in the spring and nothing's changed. I mean, they got bigger and they got better over the summer with Nate Bockel. Guilty 305, Ventrelli 300, Borud 315, Hagen 320, Seth Anderson 305. There's your, there's your front right there. That's as big a front as they've had now. That's a front that is big. But they can move their feet as well. Right, guys. they're not they're not Twinkies and uh, no ribeye steaks big. They're muscle big. They're so, muscle yeah. big. Well, and you've got two. Um, you know, we always love to have. Uh, obviously, Division One football, you got to go outside our region. We don't have the population to bring in all the locals. But boys, uh, when you talk about Sam Hagen um, and Seth Anderson, you got two locals there projected to start. That gets yep. the fan base excited. I'm going to go back to the, the intro, Kelly. And I'm going to correct a mistake that I made. I said senior-led, and then I corrected myself and said veteran-led. There's only two seniors on this depth chart, and right. that is Donnie Ventrelli and Colin Lavelle. Uh, Everybody else, yeah. junior or lower. It's it's a young group. And Lavelle, I'm interested you bring you brought that up because um, Danny Carroll's probably going to be out for the year. He hurt his back, I want to say, something along those lines. To where he was the backup center behind Bolrood, battling him for the starting job in a way, and now he's out. So Lavelle, the senior, he's kind of the Swiss Army knife. Been around for five years. Great kid who we're gonna try to get on later in the year. I've heard nothing but unbelievable things about the kid's character, you guys too. And he's gonna be the backup center. Um, then Caleb Olson, the Lisbon Lisbon Bronco, I want to say. Yep. Okay. He is going to be another guy at center. And Buxa, Ben Buxa, the true freshman, he's been taking snaps. So they're lit. Kate Bullroot's never been a center before. 
So they got about four guys here trying to figure out who can block and snap at the same time. And we've seen that in the last couple of years, right, guys? Uh, snapping is not as easy as you think. Yeah, sure <laughs> well, and and um, uh, the retirement of Peyton Lotus, that um, who is was a center big one. and a guard. And again, condolences yeah. to the Lotus family on uh, the passing uh, of Greg Lotus. Yeah. Condolences to the Fighting Sioux, Fighting Hawk uh, family. He was a legend. I was up there yesterday for it and took it in. And the amount of players there that I saw from our era, and it was unbelievable. I mean, Greg was a popular guy and an outstanding human being, number one. But to see them all, the hockey community, because he was a big, he was a hockey player. He liked talking. <laughs> if you can imagine. Big dude on yeah, skates. And so he was big, you know, he knew all the hockey community too. There was a ton of hockey people there. And the players, the current UND players were there to support Peyton too. And it was, um, it was moving to see the parking lot was full. And it should have been because he was a, like I wrote in my thing, he was a mountain of a man, but as he was a mountain of a personality and just a, just a great, great man. And, you know, his story in this area is pretty widely known. He was uh, signed by the Jets, um, looked to be heading towards a promising career uh, with the New York Jets uh, injury, problem with the surgery, and then he made, he still made his mark on the NFL. In fact, I, I learned of Greg's passing with an NFL release. Um, and it is called the Lotus rule on how, um, NFL teams have to continue their care for players that were injured under their employee. So it's called the Lotus rule. Right. Uh, Greg took a stand. Um, and, and at the time when he did it probably wasn't real popular to say, right. Hey, I got, I got injured. Uh, and then it was your, uh, surgeon who did X. And and, and again, it, you, you can read it, folks. The story is out there. Uh, but again, uh, condolences um, to the Lotuses and again, the entire Fighting Sioux, Fighting Hawk family. Uh, one more thing I want to point out. We have a position change. We have Trace Thayden moving to hmm. right tackle. He was a tight end. Very interesting here, guys. Um, that move has been rumored for a little while just because he's such a large human being. He's six seven, but he's all of six seven. He's that's not one of those high school six sevens. He's six seven, maybe closer to. He spikes his hair up. We're talking six eight type of thing. I mean, it's he is a big man. I saw him. He was at the funeral. And he is a oh boy. He there's a chance there, guys. And the reason why I say that um, when I ask the coaches about him, he can move. He can move. Remember and he's catch? nimble. But here's the other thing. His his wingspan is one of the bigger on the teams, apparently, one of the longer wingspans on the team. Combine that. He's a quick learner, they said. They think, I mean, they they just moved him here and said, hey, you know, let's let's just do the tackle thing. We're short of or short one now. He there's a chance here, guys. I, I don't know if you remember the highlight from his catch in the camp two years ago. Um he he was kind of a find. He came to the their camp. He I believe he's a Nebraska kid. Um, came to their camp, made um, one heck of a sideline catch, and it was his feet that really uh, caught the coach's attention, and they, they kind of ramped up uh, recruitment of him after that, so he has very good feet. Um, because I'm a homer, um, I'm going to point out Jack Koontz as well. Go Devil's Lake. Um, and Matt, you know, you, you came out of Duluth uh, not too far 
um, from Grand Forks. There's always something a little special about these kids that come out of these North Dakota, Western Minnesota towns. They bring fans. They get a following. Jack Coons, uh, the Devil's Lake native, is a kid that we've kind of been waiting to make his mark as well. Yeah, it's always exciting to have the homegrown kids around UND especially. You know, I remember that in my playing days where, um, you know, a lot of a lot of fans from your hometown would come out and see you. You know, five, six, seven, ten, fifteen people sometimes would come see uh, see guys play on my team. So uh, it's exciting to have uh, Jack up the depth chart. Um, now he's behind uh, uh, our one of our leaders, Donnie. Um, but uh, what a great guy to be on, be paired up with um, and to learn from. So hopefully he's a quick study. Um, and, you know, nothing better than having a Devil's Lake kid. And we got Braden, Braden Bryant at right guard. He's behind Sam Hagen right now. I see Braden Bryant playing because he's been playing we saw the whole time. last year, too. <laughs> there, there, yeah, you, he, you, don't, you do not have... You don't have to fire up Braden Bryant to play football. <laughs> no, he no, loves to play football. Hey, another guy you want, you maybe don't want him out there 75 plays being fired right. up, but get him out there 30 plays, tell him fired up the whole time, getting after people. Right. Well, I think one one of the, what game was it where he, uh, you know, you had to hold him back. Well, he's he's going to protect on top. He's going to stick up. Yeah, he's going to stick he, up he, for his Don't want to get a 15, but he knew he was going to do. I mean, he was close, but he yep. stood his ground. So I, it's good that I have a guy like that on your team. I'm going to challenge each of you right now as we wrap up our offensive line uh, preview. Kelly, put a personality on this offensive line. Put personality on them as far as what they're capable of in an offense. And, and... I think they're not a mean mauler group. They got a couple. They got a couple good-looking guys. They got a couple big bodies, just big, big dudes. You know, you got your Seth Anderson, Braden Bryant guys, your huge wide-shouldered guys. So it's kind of a mix of everything with this group. I don't know. They got some wide receiver look. They got some physical O-line. I mean, you put them all together because Easton Kilty, he's an O-lineman, but he's pretty sleek. He's pretty... You know, so that what dude, you're saying is you know? we may have lost... Matt Willetsko on the tackle eligible, but you see somebody on this that can catch East take and, it in the end zone. Easton Kilty. Yeah, I, I mean, this is an athletic group. I love this group. They can win. And when I when I write in when I put in my write-ups, they can win with this group. I mean they can win the conference with this group. I don't write it very often. And I wrote it about the offensive line. Okay, they can is there another group of wide receivers? They can win the Missouri Valley with that group of wide receivers. If you got a group like this offensive line, with the, it, they got a little bit of depth. The depth is a, it's a bit untested, but it's talented. They can win. I mean, they can win games. Now you lose one, you're okay. You lose two of them to injury. Now things you know are getting a little interesting. Danny's got to adjust his play calling and and whatnot. But I like I like the makeup of this. Um, Joe Pavlik, O line coach, is doing a nice job identifying in the summer. I think they got six commits right now from the next class at O-line. So they're not taking any more two or, chances. Two or three out of Iowa. Yeah, I think well. it was three yeah, out of Iowa. They they like going back down there. Matt, same question to you. Give us a personality of this O-line. Uh, when I look at this offensive front, I think of the guys that are going to 
knock you on your butt, but then they're going to help you. They're going to pick you right back up. Right. So, so they're a nice group, uh, but they're going to bring it on game day. They're going to meet they're They mean business. Um, but you know, they're, they're a lot of good characters, smart group. I mean, look at the GPAs of these guys. I mean, they're, they're going to have, if they don't go to the NFL, they're going to have very successful careers after UND. So, uh, Danny has to feel comfortable with not only the intelligence of these guys, but also uh, the swagger and the confidence of, of what he has in this offensive line. And let's look at what's coming up. Now, we mentioned 6'7", Trey Staden, 6'7", Matt Schoenacker, 6'7", Jacob Lopau, and they're all 6'7". They're, they're big kids, so... There's some depth there, guys. That's gonna have to be harvested a little bit. It's gonna take some time. They're not might not be ready this year, might not be ready next year, even. But by the time they're a, this offensive line is starting to take shape the way it was supposed to, you know, look to well to compete in the Missouri Valley too with the defensive lines they're gonna go against. And yeah, I like what we got here. Um, the best compliment I can give is they can win with this group. <laughs> And for the foreseeable future, too. Yep. I've been looking at the day. Looks all right to me. That's our 360 look at our offensive line group. Again, keep watching Kelly's Twitter feed, UND Football 360. Watch our Facebook feed. We're going to be releasing next a look at the running backs. We're going to be looking at that running back group. Another um, fairly deep group uh, with some returners and some people coming back. Um, again, you can catch more coverage at undfootball360.com. Keep listening. Next up, running backs.